This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Merry Christmas and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. This Sunday is a beautiful feast. It is the Nativity of the Lord, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. God is with us. It's Christmas, and we have many different readings. So depending upon when you go to Christmas Mass, it may be early on Saturday evening, Christmas Eve, or the Midnight Mass, or one of the daytime Masses on Christmas Day, you'll have different readings. And I really encourage you that if you, again, have one of the missalettes like like the word among us, like the Magnificat, just to spend some time during this Christmas season reading the various Christmas readings because they're all different. They all have a little bit of a piece of the proclamation of the birth of Christ. They also have, again, this beautiful meditations from Isaiah. So I would encourage you, what I'm going to choose tonight is to do the mass during the night. And this would be heard typically on Christmas Eve, Midnight Mass are the readings that I'm selecting for today. So if you're looking to read along with me, those are the readings that we will take part in today. And I want to welcome those of you who are tuning in on the Hail Mary Media app. It's a beautiful free download on your cell phone. So no matter what phone you have, you can go to your favorite app store and download that Hail Mary Media app, thanks to the work at Matre Day Radio. And for those of you joining in on YouTube, thank you. I hope you subscribe to the channel, or if you're listening on the Matre Day Radio podcast, podcast. Fantastic. And I hope that you subscribe and we can enter into 2023 together and continue to share the word of God together. Well, let's begin with this beautiful collect prayer, the opening prayer for this holy night. And again, these prayers lead us into preparing for our hearts and our ears to hear the readings and to really get us prepared to recognize that the truth is God is with us. A savior is born and we'll hear how important that is. Let us pray. Oh God, who have made this most sacred night radiant with the splendor of true light, grant we pray that we, who have known the mysteries of his light on earth, may so also delight in his gladness in heaven, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 
The first reading for our Christmas Midnight Mass is from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing, as they rejoice before you as at the harvest, as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burned in them, the pull on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster you have smashed as on the day of Midian. For every boot that trampled in battle, every cloak rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for flames. For a child is born to us, a son is given us. Upon his shoulder dominion rests. They name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. His dominion is vast and forever peaceful. From David's throne and over his kingdom, which he confirms and sustains by judgment and justice, both now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The Word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 96. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all you lands. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations, among all peoples, his wondrous deeds. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and what fills it resound. Let the plains be joyful and all that is in them. Then shall all the trees of the forest exult. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. They shall exult before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to rule the earth. He shall rule the world with justice and the peoples with his constancy. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. The second reading comes from Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. Beloved, the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people as his own, eager to do what is good. The Word of the Lord. Our Gospel reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world shall be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria, 
So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Beautiful readings for this Nativity of the Lord, recognizing the birth of the Lord. And we've been anticipating, haven't we, for four full weeks, this beautiful time of Advent, this time of slowing down, of preparation, of anticipation. And now here is the beautiful feast, the time where the lights turn on and the candles are lit. And maybe you'll have those beautiful poinsettias or the beautiful trees will be lit with white lights and the Gloria will be sung after four weeks of of a silence. You know, we've had the silence of hearing from the angels, glory to God in the highest. And, and what did we get here in the gospel? We get it back. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So a couple of things that have come out as I ponder these readings and look at some things that jump out on the page when you again look and spend time in the word. And that's that word light. Certainly, in fact, as I'm recording this, it is uh, the anticipation of the first day of winter, the, 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 the shortest day or the longest night. And we've been having these really dark days. And, and yet, in the midst of the darkness, in midst of, of what is we know as winter, at least for us in the Northern Hemisphere, we only know dark because there is light. And as you listen to the collect, and, and it popped out to me again, reading it again, was the word light. O God, who have made this most sacred night, this beautiful night, radiant. And, and why is it radiant? It's radiant with the splendor of true light true light. That's Christ. And of course, in Isaiah, so many rich, rich phrases that come from much of Isaiah. You know, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. This line here, upon those 
who dwell in the land of gloom. Have you ever felt like you live in the land of gloom? Just darkness all around you where you just look to the headlines, you look at the gossip, you look at the scandals, you look at disobedience, you look at so many people offending God and, and our creation and one another, and you think, oh, but the next line is the truth. A light has shown, a light, a light has shown. For a child is born to us, a son is given us. And then these beautiful, beautiful characteristics, uh, names of our Savior, Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace, you know, wisdom and strength and peacefulness and justice, you know, and right righteousness all come because on his shoulder, dominion rests. This is beautiful reflection of light in the midst of the darkness. And of course, when we go to the gospel, the glory of the Lord shines upon the shepherds. Certainly they lived in, in kind of a, um, culture of gloom. You know, they were out and they needed to be out into these rocky cliffs with their sheep. I've been to those particular areas in Jerusalem and there's a whole area that is the shepherd's fields. And, you know, they say these are the shepherd's fields where we believe the shepherds were, were, um, saw the angel and we've had mass in one of these caves and we've walked around to see the, the darkness and the desolation that these very faithful, simple, humble shepherds lived. But yet they were struck with the great light, the messengers of God. How can that be? You know, we can only imagine with our wildest imagination and certainly over, over generations and generations, religious artwork has tried to depict you know, the beauty of the glory of the realms of God, angels from the realm of glory. But we just can't even imagine how amazing that would be. And they they share a message, a message of hope, a message of peace, a message of truth. And this is what you'll see. And they didn't wait. They didn't kind of go back and, well, do you think that they were about this baby and about the swaddling clothes and the manger, they didn't just sit and think about it. They responded. You know, there's a there's a time for us to respond immediately at certain seasons in our lives. And and the the proclamation of the message of the gospel, the truth, the light demands a response. And those shepherds went and they followed, and they were led to Mary and Joseph and the child. And they saw exactly what the angels proclaimed, this child wrapped in swaddling clothes. It's mentioned twice that Mary wraps him in a swaddling clothes and lays him in a manger. Why? To emphasize what the, what the angels told, the simple, humble, probably dirty and dusty and rough shepherds, go find the child. And his parents and give them homage. 
And they did. And what did they hear? The Gloria. They heard the angels sing. And so that's why when we sing and proclaim that Gloria, you know, every Sunday Mass, other than an Advent and a Lent, we hold hold it back. But when we do, remember, remember where that comes from. That comes from the moment in history where God becomes one of us. God is with us. Because the truth is, God has always been with us, has been with us, is with us, will always be with us. But do we recognize, and when do we recognize, that we are with God? His presence is always with us. And yet many times we forget. And here is the big exclamation point in the the whole time of history. God said, I will become flesh and walk with you. I will understand how you live and the difficulties that you face. I will bear all of them with you and I will carry you and lead you to a peace and a joy and a love that only I can offer. Come. And so God becomes one of us. The promise that we hear, he will be called Jesus who will save us, who saves his people. God is with us, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God is with us. I want to share two reflections in the time that I have. And there's a beautiful, here we go, a beautiful novena that has been promoted here in the Archdiocese of Portland. And I know many people outside of the Archdiocese are familiar with this. It's called the Surrender Novena. And it was written by a servant of God, Don Dolindo, who was born in 1888 and lived through 1970. And for a time, he was a spiritual director of Padre Pio. And these are nine days of reflection. And these particular reflections are Jesus speaking to us. And they're really teaching us how to surrender to the Lord. In fact, you you close the time of meditation repeating 10 times these words. Oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. And we repeat that. You can use your rosary beads and count 10 times. And maybe by the 10th time, you might think you mean it. But here's one meditation as I was thinking about God with us, the reality that even in the midst of my greatest suffering, all the greatest sufferings happening in our world, in our church, wars, insurrections, violence, domestic violence, child abuse, drug and alcohol addictions, mental illness, the list goes on and on. And the midst of all of that gloom, like we hear in Isaiah, that darkness, there is, there is not going to be, not if you see it, there is a great light. So just listen to this meditation. And, and again, think the, these words are being spoken by Christ, by Jesus who saves his people to you, to me. You are sleepless. You want to judge everything, direct everything, and see to everything. And you surrender to human strength, or worse, to men themselves, trusting in their intervention. This is what hinders my words and my views. 
Oh, how much I wish from you this surrender to help you and how I suffer when I see you so agitated. Satan tries to do exactly this, to agitate you and to remove you from my protection and to throw you into the jaws of human initiative. So trust only in me, rest in me, surrender to me in everything. If we go back to the story of Mary and Joseph and we look at the hardships that they faced from the first moment that Mary was invited to conceive a child when she was going to be a virgin, even being betrothed to Joseph, there was a promise of virginity. And she wondered, how could this be? She didn't go about doing things her own way and trying to make things fit her idea of how her plan would go. She trusted in God, not knowing the outcome, not knowing the exact way that this would unfold. And Joseph too, in the midst of the dilemma of turning his wife over to be stoned to death because she was pregnant and not of him, even he contemplated what would be done in, in human intervention or in human ways. He trusted in God's ways. And when we hear that song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, we're saying, O Come, O Come, O Come, God be with us. But the reality and the truth is God is with us. And in those times when we don't understand we don't understand why this relationship went awry. We don't understand why we see crime and insurrections in the streets. We don't understand why there's such sadness and strife and violence in the world. God is with us. There is light in the darkness. And we need to recognize that light and to trust in that light, even when we can't humanly see it or recognize it, because Christ is here. Christ is present. And in this Christmas season, I'm challenging myself more than I'm challenging you to really look at that manger scene, not as just a few different figures recalling a particular moment in history, but real people a real story that's still alive and calling us to become a child of God, to recognize the light in the darkness. We don't know the darkness unless we have the light. We can't recognize the light unless there's darkness. They coexist. And yet where will we focus our attention? Let's focus our attention on the light, on the truth. And it may only be a flicker because you feel so overwhelmed or because the pain and suffering is really burdensome. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Don't look for a human understanding, but trust in God's ways as Mary and Joseph and the shepherds trusted in God's ways.
So trust only in me, Jesus says. Rest in me. Surrender to me in everything. Maybe it's easier to approach Jesus as a little child. Maybe you need to go to the divine mercy, to Christ. Maybe you need to see him giving his life for you on the cross. However the Lord speaks to you, listen to him. Listen to him and listen to his words. I am with you. I am with you always until the end of time. And let's be encouraged when we are tempted to be discouraged and remember the message of the angels who said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. God's peace be with you today. Merry Christmas. And I look forward to bringing in the new year with you. God bless. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.